Wasn't expecting yes. that one. Oh, tell us uh, more. <laughs> <laughs> Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. And today, Joe's interviewing Ellen Goodwin. Ellen was introduced to us by Grace Marshall from show number 222. Ellen is a productivity expert, TEDx speaker and author who uses neuroscience-based principles to enable individuals and businesses to overcome all types of procrastination, build stronger habits and be more focused so that they can be more efficient and effective with their time. Ellen believes there is no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to productivity, which is why she advocates for experimentation to find the tools and techniques that will work seamlessly with your life and your business, no matter what you want to accomplish. She is the author of Done, How to Work When No One is Watching, and the co-host of the Faster, Easier, Better Show podcast. Back to the studio. Today, I'm interviewing Ellen Goodwin. Welcome, Ellen. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Jill. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, me too. So let's let's start by finding out who you are, what you do, and crucially, where you do it. Okay. Well, I am a productivity consultant. I'm a speaker and an author. I wrote the book Done, How to Work When No One's Watching. Um, I run a business. It's easily called ellengoodwin.com, and I help businesses and individuals uh, with their productivity, overcoming procrastination, being more focused, learning to have better habits, and most importantly, knowing how to manage their energy instead of just their time. And I am in sunny San Diego, California. Lovely. I love the title of your book. It's that it's that thing about the, um, what was it, if, if a tree falls in a wood and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound or something, isn't it? <laughs> It's exactly true. Yeah. When you're not, when no one's watching, it's so easy not to do things. Yes. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So (laughs) where did this all all come from? Because um, in common with many of the people I interview, I don't imagine this is what you started with. And and certainly, you know, years ago, productivity wasn't talked about in the same way as it is now. In fact, I was talking to someone the other day saying how we, we only incorporate in my corporate days, we only used to talk about time management. I don't think productivity ever really came up as a word, never mind anything else. And I'm sure you're going to tell me it's not about time management anyway. <laughs> so tell me more about your journey. Where did it all come from? Well, uh, you are right. I didn't start out doing this. I didn't say, hey, I'm going to teach you how to get your stuff done. <laughs> uh, and lots of times I don't use the word stuff. So I, it's a different S word. Um, <laughs> so uh I started out, I was a graphic designer for over 20 something years. And uh, I worked, I worked in ad agencies for a while and I got tired of that. Uh, it was, it was very Mad Men like 
<laughs> but yeah. in the eighties, mm-hmm. uh, but I got tired of it. Um, things were just weird. I just started, I decided to go out on my own, uh, started my own business. And of course I just based it out of my home. I had an office in the house and I was there for 20 something years and it was wonderful. But, uh, I was one of those people that I found out, you know, I did better when someone was figuratively watching, Mm-hmm. But it took a real screw up on my part, for lack of a better word, uh, where I went through this period where I just didn't do the work I was supposed to be doing. You know, I would put client deadlines off and I would not get things done. And as you know, clients love it when you miss deadlines. And that mm-hmm. is sarcasm because they're not real happy when you miss deadlines. And so I started kept missing deadlines. I started to lose clients. I got to this point where I was taking jobs just to stay afloat. And there was this one day where I had taken a job that I didn't want to do. But the only reason I was looking forward to it was I was going to meet with the client at his house. And he he lived in this big house in this very nice part of town. And I was like, you know, it's super hot out. And it's going to be awesome when I go to his house because he'll have beautiful air conditioning. And for an hour, everything will be lovely as I'm doing this, you know, talking to him about this job I don't want to do. Yeah. And I go there and there's no air conditioning. There's just this sad little fan in the corner of his office chugging away. And I'm sitting at his computer trying to track down some artwork uh, that he has no idea where it is. And there's sweat running down my back. And I'm, I had this moment like, this is where I am. I am procrastinating on work, almost going to lose my business, taking a job I have no desire to do only because I thought there was going to be air conditioning. <laughs> and I'm like, this, this is just not where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And that launched me into this, uh, I, what I can't even think of the best word. A journey is the best word. There's a better one, but mm-hmm. it's early. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I started to, to really do research into what causes procrastination. Why am I doing it? And from there, I, the research, I went into a lot of education, training, started putting things together to get myself out of that pit of procrastination. And it worked. And people started noticing and they started asking, you know, what was I doing? How was I doing that? Could I help them? And from there, uh, a whole new business was built, and I moved slowly out of graphic design. And now, this is where I am helping people get their stuff done, so they don't have to sit in a sad little room with a chugging fan, <laughs> being unhappy about life choices. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, we've mentioned your book already. Um, uh-huh. where, where did that fit with the, the the journey, and 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 why do you decide to write it? Um. It fit because, you know, everything in the book is information that I learned basically on the job. So I was working, like I said earlier, my home office, no one's watching me, but these were systems I put together that enabled me to 
get all of my work done. Uh, I always said, my husband would always be like, I don't understand how you can, can work when there's all these things, these distractions in the house that you could be doing. And I'm like, well, you know, that's chapter five. (laughs) (laughs) This is how you, you know, and uh, so the book is, is just everything that I learned so that you can get things done. And it's interesting. It came out in December of 2019. So really three months before the United States shut down Mm. and all of a sudden everybody was working when no one was watching. And, uh, you know, and so it's just, you know, it's, it's not rocket science, but it does take some, some techniques, some, some tools, just some strategy. And I'm a huge believer that there's just no one size fits all mm-hmm. when it comes to getting things done. What works for me isn't going to work for you, but Hey, I've got seven other ideas that you can try and yeah. we can mush a couple together and we've got now 7.5 and it works perfectly and you get everything done. Yes. And that's, that's what my book is. It's, it's not, it's not, here's, you have to follow my plan. It's mm-hmm. like, this is wor- what worked and here's some other options and this is how they work. And mm-hmm. Why don't you figure it out for you? Yes. Yeah. We're so on the same page with that. I, I, when I work with people around productivity, it's, it's it's the same because, as you say, you you just can't force people to do things in a certain Mm-mm. way if it doesn't work for them. And and it's interesting because in in all sorts of areas of of um, sort of entrepreneurial business, people are selling their program or their system or or their whatever they'd call it, which is, you know, do A, B, C, D, and you'll get the same results sort of thing. And it, it, right. it really doesn't work with this, does it, as you've said? No, not at all. We're all so different. And and I think that gets lost, just like you're talking about. It gets lost. Like, yes, try this. Just don't even try. Do this, you know, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. And you're, no, yeah. it's going to work for one day. And then you're going to throw your hands up in disgust and go back to what you were doing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And so how do you work with your clients? What's the sort of shape of, of your days and, and how you're delivering what you do to them with them? Um, it Well, obviously it, it's, it's a different day all the time. Yeah. Um, I do, I do a lot of in-person training where I will go to a business and we will do sometimes we'll just do a lunch and learn where I give them a, a high high view of okay these are some ideas you can do to manage your energy or to you know, overcome procrastination because that's a big one you know here let me talk to you about five things that you could try that are going to help you like get things done that you really don't want to do mm-hmm. and I also do I will go in and do half and full day trainings. Uh, especially with the energy management. I do a lot of, of speaking, just straight out, let me go present and share with people. Here are the big ideas. And from there, if you need me to come in and, and do smaller stuff, I will do it. Mm-hmm. And I do occasional one-on-one accountability coaching. And that is, um, I really think I'm more like a nanny with that one. Um, I'm working with a gentleman now who's taking 
who's going to be taking uh, his law school exams to, to just be able to get into law school. And we talk once a week for 20 minutes, what's working, what's not. And then every day he has to text me when he's been studying and how long he studied. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I'm just a cheerleader, maybe not so much a nanny. I'm a cheerleader there. And I'm basically watching when no one else is watching them because mm-hmm. studying is so easy to just go, oh, I'm not going to do that. Nobody, yeah. you know, it's such a long-term thing. Everything I do today, I have no reward. I'm a, I will get a reward maybe in two months when I take the test, but today I've got no reward. Yeah. So yeah. I'm the reward. <laughs> Text me, tell you what you did. And I'll be like, yes, you're the best. This is great. Uh, and, and so I will hold people's hand with accountability coaching and, and that will take part of my day. And then I'm also working on another book and like I said, presentations. So uh, that's mm-hmm. how my days roll. Mm-hmm. Lovely. And you talked about um, energy management and um, I sort of alluded to it earlier that certainly, you know, back in the day I, I ran training courses on time management when I was in, in corporate mm. um, and we didn't talk about energy really then or uh, an energy management and, and that sort of stuff that we, we talk about more so now. Why is it so important to, to manage your energy rather than thinking about it being time? Well, uh, and, and yeah, and it's something we should be talking about so much more. If I'm an, just a whiz at time management and I've got my, I don't know, my Franklin Covey planner out or any planner yes. you know, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have like the eight and a half by 11, like the big one? Uh, I I think so. Yes, I did. I had the big one and then I had Filofax and I did all sorts of other options as well. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is you can plan out your day to the minute. I'm doing this and this, and this is my important things. And But you, if you don't have the energy, you don't have the proper energy. It means nothing. I mean, I can plan to have this most productive afternoon and I'm going to write this and I'm going to talk with these people and I'm going to do all these things. But if my afternoon, all of a sudden, I'm just like, I've got no energy, nothing's going to happen. I'm going to have ineffective meetings. My writing is going to take two to four times longer just because I'm not in the headspace with the energy backing it up to be effective. Yes. So if we know, know our energy, yeah, you know this. If we know where we are, what our energy is, we can plan our day around that rather mm-hmm. than just planning it around time. Mm-hmm. It's interesting thinking back to the um, uh, GTD um, is getting things done, isn't it? Because I always say getting mm-hmm. stuff done, and then I think that's the wrong letters. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was a you know big emphasis on context and, you know, we yeah. Sort of tagging our things, although it wasn't called tagging in those days. <laughs> um, or, you know, with I don't know, computer or desk or, or or whatever. But then there wasn't that sort of discussion about the energy thing, and um, and and yet now, and I haven't looked at, at what um, they're teaching now, but I, I bet they've got context in terms of energy levels as one of the things that they're teaching as well. Exactly what we've just said. Well, that's great because, because yeah, it just, they have nothing they works. 
<laughs> if they haven't, they should. I'm making a note. I'm going to call them up this afternoon. <laughs> Hello, you should hire me. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. But you know, it's the same principle, isn't it? It's you know, corralling all your tasks in the that into that one place. You know, it's the same as corralling it all into, you know, as you said, the the times when you've got more energy or times when you have, you know, less energy. Yeah. Um, the other yeah. thing I, I tag a lot of my stuff with is um amount of time it's going to take to do. Um, yep. So that, you know, if I want to just dash a few things off in 10 minutes, I can go to the things that are going to take five, you know, two minutes or whatever, not two minutes, five minutes or whatever. Um, and But it's funny when I talk to people about how I manage my tasks. Um, in fact, I don't generally tell people how I manage my tasks because I think it overwhelms people who don't. <laughs> you know technology and, and and don't get very granular I like to slice and dice my to-do list so then I end up tagging in all sorts of different ways filtering in all sorts of different ways but I sure. think um, it scares people if I show them my to-do list <laughs> <laughs> so what what about tools and apps for you and and how you manage what you do what what's how do, you know what do you do well it's so funny um I am not an apps person mm-hmm. per se mm-hmm. uh yeah, I, I kind of roll my eyes when somebody comes out, oh, we've got this new productivity mm-hmm. app. And I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, so I am I'm like the anti app person just because for me, I think they take more time, more energy, um, especially if you're putting them on your phone. Every time you pick your phone up, it's it's a moment of choice where you have have a choice to like either you keep doing what you're supposed to be doing or you look at your phone and you fall down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. because you, it, your phone is just so exciting. It's how it's built. It's supposed to be exciting. And one quick way to make your phone not exciting is to turn the colors off because, <laughs> it, you know, it's just like, oh, well, here's this black and white thing. That's not very exciting. <laughs> but every time you pick it up. So that's why I think apps are are counterintuitive because you have to have the power to go, okay, popping into my app and then we're done mm-hmm. and people don't. Mm-hmm. So uh, my, my three biggest tools that I cannot live without post-it notes, mm-hmm. timers, like a kitchen timer. Yeah. And, and well, actually I also have the really cool digital timer uh, and dice dice. Ooh. Like you would pull out of a game. I know. <laughs> wasn't expecting dice. that one. Oh, tell us uh, more. <laughs> I seriously, I mean, if, if we could see each other, I would show, I have dice on my desk. I have dice all over. Dice are a wonderful way to, again, eliminate moments of choice. So if I'm looking at my to-do list and, and your, I'm not going to look at yours because you've already figured this out, but let's say all of a sudden I have seven minutes between a meeting mm-hmm. and I could waste that or I could really use it. And yep. then I've got this to-do list that's got all these things on it. And and some of them are small that, oh, I could knock a few out, but oh, what, which one should I do? Should I, you know, and all of a sudden I've wasted my seven minutes trying to prioritize these small tasks. Yeah. So instead you just number them, roll the dice and do whatever number comes up. Oh, that's very good. Cool. And, <laughs> and, you know, and the beauty of this is it translates to everything in your life because 
You could use this for dinner. What's for dinner tonight? Well, here's the five options. We're numbering, roll the dice. This is what you guys get. Mm -hmm. Um, Or restaurants or takeaway or what you're going to wear for clothes, just like number your outfits, roll the dice. That's what you're wearing, where you're going to go on vacation. Anytime there's decisions to be made that, that you're going to use a lot of time up, just roll the dice. And, uh, it just, it goes from your, your work life to the rest of your life. And I think it's genius. And I didn't come up with it when I'm saying it's genius. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's brilliant. Oh, yeah. I'm the genius. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. No, 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 no. But it is one of my favorite, favorite tools. Yes. No, I love that. Thank you. Thank you for showing that. I'm going to give that a go. I have to go and find some dice. Um, it, it's, not, yeah. it's not quite the same, but you have reminded me. I was reading back through some old newsletters the other day, and I found a story about having gone on holiday um, and little Dodsey was probably, I don't know, probably nine or, or so, nine or ten. And um, she'd apparently labelled all her clothes for the holiday. So she'd done them day one, day two, day three. So as she was packing, she'd chosen her outfit <laughs> and then labelled them. And I think it only lasted probably about the first three days. But we were all like completely <laughs> enthralled by what she was going to turn up in the next day sort of thing that she'd pre-planned. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she she needn't have done it in order, did could, did she? She could have just used the dice. That would have uh, made it slightly exactly, more <laughs> exactly. And and you don't have to use dice. I mean, I have on my phone. I have a a randomizer where you put yeah. in, you know, from one to ten or whatever, and it will yeah. just randomize a number. And then you go, oh, okay, that's my number. But it's all about making the things that we spend time thinking about that we don't need to spend time thinking about. We just make it a random choice and, and it saves so much time. Well, I think the other, the other advantage I can see with that thinking about my to-do list is that it will force me to do things that I wouldn't ordinarily be doing. If I look at a list of 10 things, I pick the things I like the best or that are the easiest and not necessarily the most important. (laughs) Exactly. Cause we, we put emotions on things and like, Oh, uh, I don't want to do that. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. again, and you can have you could have your daughter, your husband, they could roll the dice and then and and watch you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm definitely going to try that one. <laughs> so thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. And it's interesting what you said about you know the apps thing. Um, I think one of the problems with with sort of technology and, and apps is often you sort of alluded to it often people start with the tool and try and fit it into their process sort of thing so so they they almost they don't have an issue that they go and solve with the technology they actually start with the technology and then try and work out how they can use it um which you know is completely the wrong way around exactly exactly mm-hmm. yeah so what about um other people, do you do you outsource? Do you get other people helping you to do what you do? I don't. Ooh. I don't. Not at this point. It's just it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, of course, you're a productivity I, expert, so you must have <laughs> you must get yes. everything done. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I do have. I am part of a mastermind that uh-huh. really does that does help because that's like my own little board of directors and I'm yes. their board of directors. So when there are things that that 
I need, especially like uh, somebody like, here, check my, my marketing copy or, you know, things like that. I have trusted people that they do that. And yes, I could, I could outsource that. But at this point, it's just, I, I'm so much more comfortable with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so let's talk about some, some, some tips for, for the listeners. Um, so you talked about obviously in your book that you, you share, you know, this is what worked for me, but there's a, here are some other options too. Um, what sort of thoughts, ideas, tips have you got? And I, I mean, I don't think you're going to top the dice one to be fair, but <laughs> <laughs> That is, is, that is just a genius one. Um, I always, like I said, you know, I've got the timer. So focus sessions. So let's say I'm going, I've got 18 minutes and I'm going to focus on something. So I never start a focus session without having a little post-it note in front of me telling me exactly what I am focusing on. Mm -hmm. And then I always have a second thing. Like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to review the article for this week. And then I'll have something, something on there, uh, you know, uh, check the, the headline for, for next week. But I have something else there because let's say I go through my article and I get it done in 10 minutes. Well, I still have this eight minutes left, which yeah. as you know, I mean, eight minutes is still a lovely chunk of time. Uh-huh. And so I don't have a moment of choice where I go, well, I could, what could I do? I could do this. Nope. I just look at my post-it note and there it is right there. Oh, this is what I'm doing next. Uh So I always have an A task and a B task. And, uh, you know, it's just the whole idea of eliminating any way that your brain can just pop up and go, oh, look, we could, you know, we could do what we're supposed to, but we could also check email or social media. So my goal is always to avoid that little voice in my head that goes, hey, we could do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one of my, my favorite things to do. Yeah. And then speaking of distractions, when I'm like your brain popping up, is planning your distractions. These are your distractions of choice that like, you know that you do a lot. Oh, it's checking social media, reading the news, playing video games, whatever it is, but planning for that. Okay, fine. I know I am going to want to check the news. So I set a timer and it goes off at five minutes to the top of the hour. Mm -hmm. And so for five minutes, I can look at the news and then another alarm goes off and then I have to go back to what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the key is I don't I don't just sit at my computer and then turn to the news. I will look at the news on my iPad and I will look at the news on my iPad while I am walking back and forth in my living room. (laughs) I make that distraction uncomfortable. I can't, I can't just relax into it. So, you know, you could play video games, but you have to wear gloves or a a, a motorcycle helmet, or you can read, but you can only do it while standing in the corner or outside, no matter what the weather. Yeah. So the idea is to do the distractions you know you're going to give into, but do it at a, a scheduled time and make them awkward to do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. 
So when you talked about walking around your living room, it, it prompted me to think about um, your sort of um, how you keep healthy with your well-being, all that sort of stuff. Just because I thought you were going to say um, I walk around so I get my steps in. But what you actually said, is, <laughs> I make it awkward. <laughs> exactly. Awkward. <laughs> but uh, yeah, from a sort of making sure you do have the energy to do the things that you need to do, what sort of things do you do there? Um, well, I work out every morning. I do kettlebells. Uh, yeah. And I used to do, I used to go to a, a little kettlebell gym and then the pandemic hit and I discovered this wonderful, she calls it a playground. And it's just, you know, all the videos that she's recorded and there's courses and, and things like that. And so for genius, because I'm finishing up this week, a three month program where, you know, here's the calendar. Every morning I get up and I look at it and say, oh, this is the workout I do today. This is yeah. the one I do. So there's no, there's no moment of choice. No choice. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. What should I do? What should I do? And then all of a sudden I've like lost my time. No, it's just like, turn this video on, do this. You're going to do this video and this video. And there we go. Yeah. Uh, so if I don't, if I don't do that, my day, there's just this weird not working <laughs> you know it's just like everything's just off um i'm not a super like okay we have to eat this and this and this uh but i do make it a point to stop eating early enough in the evening that my stomach gets to do all its things so i get a really good night's sleep yeah and uh, one of those people that wakes up at 5 30 <laughs> um, and that's just you know that's like a family thing yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that getting up at whatever time thing is is um, we talk about it quite a lot on uh, on the, the podcast on the basis that I get up. Well, I thought I got up late all the time, <laughs> but somehow over the summer oh. I've ended up. Um, I can't seem to sleep past seven o'clock at the moment, and I'm not very good at going to bed on time. So I'm no oh. <laughs> having less sleep. <laughs> as a result so but I keep going to bed you know optimistically thinking I'm going to get my usual eight and a half hours and then it doesn't happen I'm not really sure what's going on. <laughs> yeah no sleep good sleep hygiene is is just yeah you, know, you, you think it's not important but then you go three nights of really bad sleep and you realize like oh my gosh that's the most amazing thing in the world to sleep well yes yeah exactly well one of my um one of my members of my car membership um, is in Australia and he's a real mornings person. He's forever sending me sunrises and he's really excited because he <laughs> thinks I'm turning into a morning person now. And if he's listening, <laughs> I assure you, Jerry, I'm not. <laughs> it's not but, the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it is if you don't go to bed early enough to be able to get up early. Though. Well, yeah. When you Fair hear point. like news readers <laughs> who get up at like three o'clock in the morning to to be you know on telly at like five o'clock or whatever, I was yes. have to then count back and work out what time they must have to go to bed, and that just traumatizes me. Totally get that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say that like I will see stuff, yeah, events that are happening, and they like started, and I'm like, uh, really? I mean. I'm still, I'm not going to bed at eight, but I know if I go out for a show at eight, you know, I'm going to miss my bedtime like a yes. kid. Oh, oh, it's past my bedtime. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's sometimes why I justify my sort of um, sleep patterns. Cause I think exactly that, that if you go to bed 
at nine o'clock every night and then as you say you go out to a show or you go to a party or dinner or whatever then you know you've completely changed your your pattern that day sort of thing whereas I'm always available in the evening because I don't go to bed until after midnight <laughs> but uh, as I say, it doesn't work if you keep waking up early which is uh, not not so good but there we go so um, what about um, learning and improving how, how do you keep keep going and sort of um keep sort of on top of what you need to know to, to to run your business and and keep working with people how do you how do you do that productively well, uh, <laughs> productively. <laughs> well as I mentioned I'm part of a mastermind which is yeah. very very helpful as you know uh yeah you know, we have speakers that come in we discuss things we are able to say, hey, this is what I'm working on. And someone else can say, well, we're doing it this way. And and so that is very helpful in keeping things front of mind, not falling behind the curve, not doing it the way we've always done. Mm. Um, I'm a huge reader, <laughs> huge yeah. reader. Uh, and so I'm always like, I will listen to a podcast and someone mentions a book and I'm like, I am on it just right away. Okay, let me get that book. But, yes. And uh, so definitely a lot of reading. And I will occasionally, more often than I probably should, uh, I will fall down a research rabbit hole. Yeah. I'll have an idea. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, there we go. And and then that adds to more books. Uh, but I'm I'm very much, I'm very much a reader more mm-hmm. than I am. Let's let's watch videos and and things mm-hmm. like that. Yes, but yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a, yeah, a lot of it. And, and of course, it's, it's been interesting. Uh, haven't been going to conferences, obviously, yes. but have been able. That is one of the nice things where we were shut down and things were virtual because I did get to go and see more people just virtually this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah, I, I am a big consumer of information. Yeah. Sometimes so much so that I have to like, okay, this week there's no reading. Just <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like I've taken so much in, I have to put some out. Yes, yeah. And uh, top books that you'd recommend aside from your book? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, it's it's so much like business specific. You know, it's not like, oh, here, this is for coaches or it's for everyone. Stephen yeah. Pressfield. I don't know if you know the War of Art and yeah. um, mm-hmm. Turning Pro. Those two books I read every year. They are just mine are just highlighted. They might as well just be yellow at this point because I'm always, ooh, look at that. Um, but I think those book those two are just so good because you know they talk about resistance, which is procrastination, yeah. and and just giving you like okay. You know, it's there, it's there. And you just give it, basically, he's like, give it the cold shoulder. Do, 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 knowing it's always going to be there, Mm -hmm. but you can, you can be better than it. So those are the, you know, those are two books that I very much love. Um, Of course, uh, uh, Atomic Habits. Yes. That's such a good one. James Clear. Uh-huh. And um, and then right now I'm reading. Um, I'm starting to read the the red thread. Is sure. it, what is your red thread? Uh, I don't. Yeah, 
That's on, that's on my to be read list at this point. And do you know the whole idea that that uh, and you can use it for speaking you can use it for writing you can use it for your business what is the thread that pulls everything together mm-hmm. as i understand it so yes. i haven't read it yet no <laughs> It looks really interesting, actually. So, yeah, thanks for sharing that one. I'm going to have a look at at that one, too. Lovely. So last couple of questions. Firstly, what about those days where it all goes horribly wrong? How do you deal with those? Um, Well, I just, uh, you know, obviously I'm like I'm a human. So some of those days I end up just sitting down going, okay, this is what am I? Yeah, this Mm -hmm. is where it is. And I just have to realize this is where it is now. What can I do? What minimal thing can I do? I'm just the minimal that's going to make this day somewhat of a success. And it doesn't have to be a lot. And so one of uh, the words, the mantras I use is it's happening now, but it's not forever. And that can be for anything. You know, there's confusion, there's chaos in the, in the house, but it's not forever. It's just today. Uh, and so what can I do right now to make it better? Yeah. And, and you know what? Sometimes it works. <laughs> I'll be honest. Sometimes it doesn't. And, and the other one I use is yet. You know, okay. We aren't able to do this yet. I'm not able to do this yet. Uh-huh. You know, that, Again, go chaos. Okay. Uh, we had construction work at our house and, and that was chaos. And I'm not able to relax yet. Uh-huh. And yet just tells me that I will get there. Yeah. And sometimes that's all all I need to, to say to myself. Just yeah. yet. Yes, oh, I like that. Mm, thank you. And then the last mm-hmm. question is um those days where you get to live more and that's why I talk about getting to do more of the things that you want to do and less of the stuff that you don't want to do what do those days look like for you oh those days mean that I have been out it it would be perfect if I had traveled and and I've gotten to see and hang out with friends Mm. because they feel seeing new things thus the traveling fills me up as well because it's so easy to just get in a rut and so having been out seeing new things and seeing old things friends Mm. or meeting new people that would be those are like the days I love lovely thank you thank you Ellen it's been so good talking to you today tell people how they can find out more about you and get in touch okay um, you can find me on the internet at ellengoodwin.com. I'm at, you can reach out to me at ellen at ellengoodwin.com. And I'm on all the socials. Uh, usually it's Ellen E. Goodwin, and, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. I'm out there everywhere. Lovely. Thank you. Thanks, Ellen. Thank you. This has been fun. Attention, home-based coaches and consultants. Are you tired of feeling alone, isolated and frustrated with running your home-based coaching or consulting business? Are you sick of feeling like your life would be better and you'd be happier if you felt more organised and productive? 
Do you feel like there's simply not enough time in a day to get all the things done that you need to do to build a successful business while making time to live more? It's time to stop the isolation and start getting more organised, productive and focused on the skills that will move the needle forward. It's time to join the Power to Live More Calm membership. If you're ready to, stop creating the wheel and focus on the things that truly matter in your life and business. Learn what you need to know to be successful and live more. Get accountability help from a group of like-minded home-based business owners. To learn more about the Power to Live More Calm membership program and apply, visit powertolivemore.com slash get calm. All this information is available in the show notes. If you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 237, you'll find them there, or you can find them on the app that you're listening to this podcast on. I'm just recording this quickly in a coffee shop in London um, prior to... uh, um, dinner with some uh, colleagues this evening uh, so it might be a bit noisy <laughs> um, but you know Christmas is coming and all that sort of thing um, and I have been wearing my mask don't worry <laughs> so um, again the show notes are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 237 and we look forward to speaking to you next week use your power to live more 